What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the greatest gaming podcast on the internet, the Aussie Lag Gamescast for Friday, the 26th of the 8th, 2022. Coming in for episode 94, I am one of your hosts, Carl Play joined, as always, by my brother from another mother, the man with the plan, the Chewbacca to my Han Solo, Jack Gibbs. How you doing, buddy? Still don't know what that means, but I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. So basically what it means, right, is in Star Wars, right, Han Solo, Chewbacca, right? Bestest of buddies, inseparable. Chewbacca's the always the there for each other. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. bear looking one. Yeah, yeah. But he was always there for Han, just like Han was always there for him. So when I say that, I just mean like he's my buddy. I don't know where I'd be without him, and I'm glad I'm not without him. That's what I oh, mean by that. I like that. Yeah. There we go. Nice. Uh mate, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Happy it's the end of the week. Open the weekend uh, rides as smoothly as this evening has. We'll see how we go. This, this is, it's been, it's just like, it's been a week, man. Like, it's been a week. Just personally, it's been a week, but also with Gamescom on at the moment and me trying to like, like suck every bit of enjoyment out of Gamescom that I could. It's been, yeah, it's been, it's you been need a, a straw? week. It's been a week. <laughs> Mate, I needed one of those big boba straws to get all that mm, juicy content in. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, like, honestly, like, this week has been, uh, personally, it's just been a roller coaster dealing with, like, uh, all this Gamescom information and, and, and trying to find time to play a game. The other game I f- really found time to play is, uh, that's a lie. I was going to say, is, is Apex with you guys, but every now and again on the toilet, I just load up some Genshin, get, get a little bit more of that. I'm, I don't want to say I'm getting addicted. I might be there, but it's very good. So the toilet um, or Genshin? Bit of both. Bit of both. Toilet's a great place. It's, it's my Marvel Snap and Genshin Impact time. You know what I mean? It's good time. It's good time. It's not great though, because then like my legs fall asleep and I don't realize, and then I get another one. Like, hey, you know, other people need to shit. It's like, oh, really? Ah, oh, shit. Then I got to get up. And suddenly I'm on my face. My legs are gone. Ah, oh, it's mental. But uh, <laughs> it's been it's been a week, right? So. I don't think we, we need to talk about Apex again. We still like Apex. Nothing's we'll changed. Apex is still fun. It's still fine. Um, we'll talk it's to you right. next split. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this week we did have um, opening night live uh, from Jeff Keighley, uh, who, look, in all honesty, I've been pretty tough on lately. Um I'm not going to let up on him tonight, just so everyone's aware. But this week, I did feel a certain bit of like, I felt sorry for him because he got fucked over again. Like, again. Um, At least this time, it was Amazon that fucked him over and not the actual company making the game. But we'll get into that. So I thought we could, uh, I don't know if you've watched Opening Night Live or have been... Yeah, no, 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 everything no. going on. I'm here for the Kyle Sinclair experience. Did you watch it at 4 a.m.? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. You know, that night was mental. That was a mental evening because I had I'd had a very long day, <laughs> a very long day, and then I all I wanted to do was go to bed. But I'm like, no, I'll the Destiny showcase happened that night, and um, yeah, when I woke I up like, and I saw like you, on YouTube you had a Destiny thing, I'm like. The fuck did you do last night? But then, yeah, the Gamescom one came not long after. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it was... 
mate. It was it was something. It was like the Destiny showcase ran for about now. I'm gonna say like 45 minutes to oh, an yeah. hour. Yeah, it could have been less. I'll be honest. Like it felt long. Uh, and then uh, just bummed around and and got that video up until Gamescom started. And a part of me, I'm happy I watched Gamescom live. To be honest, like I'm happy I watched it live. Um, but. Look, we'll go through it and then we'll talk about it at the end. But I will say this to start with. This show, personally, was leagues better than Summer Games Fest. Leagues better. That's good. And I think what helped it was like... I think what helped the show was the fact that Summer Games Fest sucked. Right, right, right. Expectations were where they needed to be this time, I think. Um, It's crazy because the shows are, like, really only a couple of months apart. Like, it feels longer, but it's really not. Um, How long did the show run for, for, do you remember? Like, it didn't have that problem where it sort of... hours. Okay, so still on the higher end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have been an hour. It should have been an hour, really. It could have been an hour. Like, too long. Like, we didn't need to see... Gotham Knights again. We didn't need to see Callisto Protocol again. There were some games that were having like a, a third to fourth showing that really didn't need to be there. But he's probably got deals with like sponsors and stuff. Well, I was that just thinking, is like, if I was him and like Gotham, like Warner Brothers was like, "Hey, you want to show Gotham Knights at your show?" Like, of course. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, but yeah, let's go through it, all right? Because yeah. it was a very interesting show. It was very interesting. Right. Are we going? So I'm. I, what sort of list are we looking at? Chronological or random? I've pulled up Press Start's list, which ah. is basically pretty fucking on point, except for the very first thing on the list. So we'll come back to we'll come back to uh to the first thing on the list because that's important for how the show's and uh, feeling was at the end. But everything else, uh, we got the an- yeah. So we got the announcement of a game called Everywhere, and look. It was an interesting announcement, right? It was a very interesting teaser trailer. It really didn't give you any indication as to what this game was, right? Like, no indication whatsoever, right? Um, and it's probably a really long way away. It's 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 sort of like a... Like, they, they speak as if, like, we're going to build this together. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. What happened after the show was I was on the internet and a lot of people, including people that are working on this game, were talking about it. And I don't know how true it is because it hasn't been really reported anywhere, but apparently everywhere is an NFT game. And that's what they mean about building it with us as a community. It's basically selling us NFTs. It's basically what this this, this feels like. So I I don't know if they're going to pivot to something else. Um, it's clearly really early on because we see nothing, but they say they've been working on it for a while, but I feel like games are going to take a whole lot longer to work on, especially if they're going to be big and, and money sucking like this. But yeah, everywhere got announced. I can't really comment on it. I got no fucking idea what it is. And a part of me at this point until we get another announcement, I don't want to know what it is. I don't want to know. (laughs) that's, That's fair. That's fair. The thing about NFTs in gaming, I mean, we could have a very, a very long, detailed discussion, but I think the reason why they won't work personally, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to be correct, but this is just my personal view, is like NFTs bring with it a certain level of, um, I don't know what the right word is for it, but like think about like competitive games 
like Apex, for instance, you know, it entices people to cheat to get ahead, right? For no fucking benefit. Like, when they cheat, even at worst, if they make it to, like, a bit of Twitch popularity or even an esports event, once they're discovered, they are just destroyed. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not... There, I cannot see justifiably a reason to cheat in Apex. There's no fucking game. What a waste of time. But an NFT game, if you can find a way, and I know the blockchain's, you know, quote-unquote secure, so to prevent this, but, like, people will be looking for ways to get ahead. And, when, and if that happens, there's money on the line. You know what I mean? It's not just, it's not just, oh, you know, they got a few games of Apex in with 20 kills until they were banned. Like, it's... There's actually money involved, so I'm not saying I'm an expert. It's just my personal fear. Like it just it feels, it feels like you're going to attract the sort of people that are going to try and get ahead the most. Um, and I think I, I feel quite strongly in general about that. But I do understand that's not everything that NFTs are about. It's not all about getting ahead. Sometimes it's just about you know the, the skins which don't have an impact or the the, the art assets that don't really have an impact on anyone else. So we'll have to see what what it, what it ends up being. But it just feels. You know, maybe it is the future, but it just, it just I don't know, it just feels feels a bit, uh, like, be cautious. Yeah. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. Because uh, NFTs are suddenly everywhere. Ha <laughs> ha, pun intended. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> so then we had a trailer, which I was very proud of myself because I figured out exactly what it was five seconds in. it. I was oh, surprised. Um See, I had Jordan was there for that part of the show. He was there for half the show, and he was just like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "That's Dune." And we got a a Dune MMO announced called Dune Awakening. Um, is this from the pre-rendered Dune IP? A who the Dune IP? Isn't it like a movie called? Yes, Dune? it's from yeah, like yeah, yeah IP. Dune here. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it's cool. from that. It's from Dune here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an open. It's a, it's an open world survival MMO. That's what we know by Funcom and Level Infinite. Um, I think this is a fucking really good idea because Dune's at that point now where if uh, like it, it it has a cult following and all of a sudden it's now one of the biggest things in the world. So I'm hoping right that because it has such a cult following and it is gaining traction that this game isn't going to be a cash in. It's going to be something that they're going to want to keep going, keep, you know, do a good job with. Cause I mean, the next, the next Doom movie coming out soon, I mean, in like a year or two. Okay. Okay. So hopefully they don't fuck this up. You don't hopefully. usually, I might eat my words here, but you don't usually see like, if you're going for a cash movie tie in a cash grab, MMO survival isn't, is it where you would start, yeah. right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the the other thing is is we don't really see many movie tying in cash grabs anymore, um, unless you're like, no, I shouldn't say that. Unless you're a certain company out there that I'm not going to name because I do like the company a lot that make a bunch of movie tying games that are absolute garbage. But like, um, yeah, there's, I, I don't there's know. Less Hopefully, it's floating around though, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping this is one of those things where, like, it takes very heavily from the source material and doesn't try to, you know, take so much from the film that people will see it like that way. I, I like if you want to take actors' likenesses and stuff, fine, but don't try to root yourself directly into the film because I don't think that's going to work. I think this really needs to be its own thing. I think it'll be good. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, 
beta signups are currently open as well. So if you guys want to sign up for the beta, go and sign up for that now. Then, ha, 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 we got something very interesting. Um, we got a look at basically the PlayStation Elite controller called the DualSense Edge. It is a wireless module controller. It's their basically their, their version of a pro controller. It has like customizable sticks, back buttons, and a whole bunch of other stuff. There's an in-depth uh, read-up on the PlayStation blog. So if you're very interested in that, go and check it out. Um, yeah, look, it looks very much like the standard controller that we have right now. Um, it's, yeah, like, I don't know, like the sticks come out. You can do stuff with the sticks. You can put back paddles on there. It looks... It, it looks almost like an add-on for the controller. Like it's, it's it, very, it does, yeah. I think they're trying to take advantage of the manufacturing process they've already got for the existing controller and just bolt, bolt it on a few things. Um, I don't know. Do We don't have a price yet, do we? I don't believe so. I think so, the price yeah. will make or break it. Like The Elite controller is ridiculously expensive, but it's good. So yep. you know, some people sort of justify that. A lot of the money they, uh, a lot of the cost is just in patenting licenses from um, Scuff and companies like that. It's not actually the controller itself that costs a lot of money. Um, based on recent news, which we'll probably touch towards the end of the show, I don't know if it's going to be a cheap controller from Sony, but um, yeah, I think I, I think, think this, this controller, I will not be pre-ordering. It'll be very much a see what the reviews say for me, um, um, which I think I think is fine. I've just opened up the PlayStation blog to have a look, and it says it's the ultimate ultra customizable controls, right? So um, you can uh, dual sense edge wireless controller uniquely yours. You can make it yours by remapping and deactivating specific buttons, inputs, fine tuning your aim by adjusting stick sensitivity and dead zones. Uh, the distance your analog stick moves before it recognizes it in game. Each trigger is adjustable. Um, ability to save multiple control profiles on the controller. Nice. So, say you have a profile for God of War, and you can have another one for Apex. It has an on-controller user interface. Uh, this dedicated FN button allows you to easily adjust your setup while focusing on in-game action. Quickly swap between your preset controller profiles. Changeable stick and caps on the back. Um, three types of swappable, swappable stick caps, standard high dome, low dome, help you stay comfortable in game while maintaining grip and stability, two swappable, uh, sets of back buttons, half dome, half leaning, you can configure it to any button input, um, replaceable stick, uh, modules, built-in dual sense wireless controller feature with haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, built-in microphone, motion controls, and more, uh, in addition, uh, comes with a USB-C uh, type USB Type C branded cable. Um, oh, there's a carry case in which the dual sense edge nice. wireless controller and components together organized in one place allows you to charge a controller via a USB connection while stored in the case. So, this is just a PlayStation version of the Series 2 um, Xbox Elite controller that is going to probably cost $50 more. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, I, I think this is a good thing that it exists. You know, whether it's good or not, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Um, well, it creates looks... competition for Xbox. Now yeah, they have something and... that they need to step up to, which is good. Yes, that, I think I think that is very important and very true. And I think additionally, it just gives, you know, people that, like, you know, for a lot of people this generation, it's going to be pick one or the other. And if you pick PlayStation, you know, now there's a native 
uh, Pro Controller available. I know there are other third-party devices available, but I think it's good that Sony's getting in the game. Give people yeah. more options. Um, yeah, net net positive. Uh, the price will just be the the interesting one. If it's if it's a seven hundred dollar controller, we'll we'll see how we go. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be the same price as an Elite Series Two. Add fifty dollars due Add to the freaking and yeah, yeah, they'll be like, well, you know, it's got all that haptic feedback and shit in it. Like it costs fifty dollars more. Um, Naturally, so yeah. Uh, yeah, then we got another look at the Callisto Protocol, uh, including its mutations mechanic. Now, look, I didn't want to see Callisto again, but I'm, I was happy I did. It, it looks really good. Um, it 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 really is like I'm glad this is coming out before Dead Space, right? Because this really is the evolution. It feels like of Dead Space, like where Dead Space could have gone if EA didn't want to turn it into a third person shooter. So this is good. I'm glad this is coming out. I'm glad people get the get the opportunity to play it before the original because then when the original comes out, the the remaster original, you can actually kind of you'll probably be able to see where the DNA of Callisto, which is really good, and hopefully it will help Dead Space get another Dead Space that is more Dead Space, not third person shooter. Like that's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah, really prove that it's financially that. viable. Yeah, yeah. Or add to the proof, I should say. What's your then oh, 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 we got a a game a sequel uh to a game that i was happy i figured it out pretty quick you can go watch the reacts over on youtube we're getting a lords of fallen sequel called the lords of the fallen uh it was a very good tra- it was a very good trailer anybody who doesn't know what lords of the fallen is it's a dark souls clone that in some some regard i say is better than dark souls um uh, i think it's very good i'm glad it's getting a sequel i'm glad anybody who's a lords of the fallen fan will have the lords of the fallen so yeah, that's good um moving out to got uh got an announcement um that's uh, yeah that's made in australia isn't it i'm pretty sure yeah it's made in victoria yeah oh, by smg oh, studios yeah, um yeah it will feature cross-platform multiplayer i think that's the big draw to the sequel uh it looks like a lot more a lot of the like a lot more of the first one which is great because it was a great game um but yeah this will feature like multi-platform multiplayer am i I allowed to say that like most games have multi-platform multiplayer these days there's not much that doesn't right yeah i'd say yeah most of it is like yeah cross platform like we're getting there sure. it feels like we're getting there right like yeah. we're yeah, yeah this is good this is good. i mean when the indie games from victoria are getting in on it we're we're, we're making the right moves um yeah no date they just said it's coming 2023 ish in the trailer so um yeah um right. <laughs> next we got another look at hogwarts legacy and man this could be the best harry potter game even experience of all time um it it showed off like it showed off that this game may be more choose your own adventure than we thought like it shows off you and another student learning the unforgivable curses and then using them and then getting in trouble for it and I don't know. It didn't feel like a like a story cutscene. It sort of felt like this is something you could do if you choose to do it. Um, but yeah, across uh, is one of those games that you could like spend twenty hours in the world between main missions. Yeah, hundred percent. This feels like this game that you could spend thirty hours playing, right? And then if you started a new game, you could have a vastly different experience. 
Yeah, for sure. Which um, which is great. actually something I incredibly hate, but um, I think it's the right call for this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and then we got uh, information about the game's editions. So they're having a deluxe edition, digital deluxe edition, and a collector's edition, nice. um, which is very cool. Uh, then we got a look at New Tales from the Borderlands, which uh, was... New Tales? Yes, it was quite the surprise, um, or it would have been if Amazon hadn't leaked it. Um, but yeah, classic. good good job, Amazon. Uh, developed by Gearbox Quebec, uh, the New Tales from the Borderlands is a spiritual successor to the Telltale series, which introduced characters like Reese and Fiona. This game will feature five episodes launched simultaneously and its own story with brand new characters. And it's coming out this year. It's coming out in October. Oh, that's all right. So yeah, from announcement to release. I love when that shit happens. It's good shit. They've, they've really, like, over the last, you know, five, six years, if, if I feel correct, like, if I, if I am correct, is um, they've really, like, upped the Borderlands content. But they haven't released a mainline game in ages, right? Uh, three was... It was like 2015 or 16, right? Like it was ages ago. No, three was not. Um, God, I don't Literally. think it was 2015. Borderlands three release date was 2019. 2019. What the fuck? Yeah. Was it really 2019? September 2019. Oh, I'm fucking awesome. I just pulled that out my ass. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Borderlands three. Yeah. And then we got. Um, yeah, then we got all the DLCs for it, um, and then yeah, no, now we get new tales, and then the movies coming out soon. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on for Borderlands. You're not wrong. Um, Fuck, I was up yeah, no. for four years. Jesus. Um, yeah, that's good. I mean, no one can blame you. Time these days is so irrelevant. <laughs> Time is still fluid, fast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they had uh, they had um, Randy Pitchford up on stage. That that magician's ass. Uh, he was up yeah, on stage. Is he the sort of person you'd bring up on stage? He's always up on stage when it comes to anything to do with Gearbox, man. Like he's the biggest piece of shit. But like, whenever <laughs> Gearbox is around, he's up there. If anybody disagrees with him being a piece of shit, please go do any sort of fucking research on this man. I'm not going to talk about it here, but go do research on him. He's a dipshit. Um. Yeah, then we got uh, Dying Light 2, Bloody Ties DLC. Um, yeah, that looked really cool. Looked really different. Looks like uh, it kind of gives off like a Mad Max Thunderdome feel. Um, so it gives off more, a more playful feel, I feel, than you, you, than we're used to with the Dying Light franchise. So that was really cool. Uh, then we got a Tortuga game, which is a pirate game, which like, good luck to it. I think it'll do very well. I think it, I think it'll find the audience that it's meant to. Um, I don't think this game is looking to be game of the year, so not like Skull and Bones, so good luck to it. I think it'll do great. Um, Marauders, a um, described here as a Half-Life looter shooter, um, described as Tarkov in space. That's an interesting description. <laughs> yeah. It tells me so much and so little. <laughs> uh, it, was very, it looked very good. Yeah. Um, then Jeff, poor Jeff, poor Jeff. Poor Jeff put up a trailer for Destiny 2 Lightfall, which we'd all seen three hours <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah, Destiny's doing some weird shit, man. Destiny's doing some weird shit. Like, they're, 
they're basically like reaching the end of that 10 year plan that they had. Like when, when this DLC comes out lightfall, this is the end of the, the, what do they call it? The guardian of light saga and a new saga will begin with like a whole new galaxy and universe. In like destiny too. In destiny. Yeah. The, the t- this is the end of destiny. Like the story that we've known so far, we've come to the end of it. Like we've come to the climactic battle against what do they call it? The, uh, the bad guy. I forget the name. Um, but yeah, we're going to a brand new planet. We haven't got a brand new planet in ever. We're going to Neptune, which is like this is this already feels like it's very different from anything Destiny. Like during the this wasn't it. This none of this was at Gamescom. This was all at the Destiny thing. But like they've introduced cloud jumpers, which are basically Neptune's version of Guardians, because Neptune has been very separate from the conflict between light and dark, like they don't have guardians on Neptune. They have cloud jumpers, which are these like basically human Adonises that will like, well, they're not human. They're some sort of alien race, but they like do everything a guardian does only better. Um, and the entire planet isn't some desolate post-apocalyptic wasteland. It is literally looks like it's pulled straight out of like the rich areas of cyberpunk. Like this place is like neon lights, well-kept buildings, tall buildings, well-kept area that is now being threatened by this, this main enemy. I think it's called the witness or something like that. That has been like teased for so long, who is now attacking Neptune and the cloud jumpers can't do it on their own. So they're calling for help from the guardians and we get a brand new subclass, um, which we haven't gotten since Beyond Light, which which was the expansion that came out two years ago, I want to say. Or, um, and yeah, this subclass is called The Strand, which is, uh, after all this time, um, we got Stasis last time, which was the Guardians, like, using a, like, using... It wasn't the darkness. It was some sort of, it was some form of darkness, but Strand is literally the the light. The, the Guardians of Light using the darkness. They're tapping into the darkness of themselves. The Strand has never been seen before in the universe. Like, your character is the first person to use this new form of power, which is literally calling upon the darkness. Um, I think... All of the subclasses, except for the Warlocks, look really good because the Warlock always gets fucked over. So, effectively, like, the Titan can call upon these claws for, for hands. He can do awesome spin attack. Um, the Hunter gets, like, a rope dart made of darkness, and the fucking Warlock just gets a Nova Bomb made of darkness, which is the fucking laziest shit they always do for Warlocks. Like, I'll just give Magic Man another ball to throw. It's fucking annoying. Um... Yeah, no, the strand looks really cool. The planet looks really cool. Everything looks really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, like Lightfall, I think, is going to be big. And I think it's going to be our first taste of what Destiny will be going forward, which has got me very excited. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, anybody who didn't watch the Destiny the Destiny showcase and then seen that trailer at Gamescom must be so fucking confused as to what was going on. Because, like, also something they're adding with Strand is a new form of movement. So like all three subclasses have had different jumping like compared to each other, but now they're adding a grapple hook that doesn't require you to lock onto a specific point. So you can just grapple to the sky and swing like Spider-Man. 
Like, they're adding oh, that wow. to Destiny. So it's like, they're vastly changing the way we approach this game. Which means, everyone's like, oh, they're just recycling old content by bringing the raids back. And we also found out the King's Fall's coming back. But not really. With these new movement, like, even Stasis introduced new forms of movement. It's actually going to make older raids not necessarily easier, but different because there's new ways of tackling these certain things, right? So I think that's going to be really cool. Um, what have we got here? All uh, oh, right, uh, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers is, is coming out this year and uh, I forget the date, but it's like within a few days. I think it's the day before. I think it's the same day as Sea of Thieves, the day before God of War. This game's coming out. See, so, uh, um, the prior game, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, there we go. Uh, I said Ooh, Sea of Thieves today. Uh, that's... That's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. That's, that's, a that's choice. Uh, I think Christmas Day would have been better. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... I feel like... So- <laughs> oh, man. This is going to sound mental, though. I feel like, though, out of those three games coming out in that two-day period, Skull and Bones is the worst off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you're not wrong. Sk- look, Skull and think- Bones... Skull and Bones looks cool. It's like an $80, $90 game, right? It's not... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh I my gut's telling me that it's it's not it's not gonna hit the ground running regardless no. of how good it is. I think I it's think it's gonna Sonic get crushed a, in the middle of November. I think Sonic has got a pretty okay shot, right? And well, I it's think on the, Switch, isn't it? So that, I feel like that's gonna help a lot. But that's what I'm saying, right? Is like people keep people are like, man, God of War's gonna rock it. Yeah, it is when it comes out on PS4 and PS5 and nothing else, right? So what are Xbox gamers and Switch gamers supposed to do? And I tell you what, they're not fucking playing Sea of Thieves. Uh, not, they're not fucking playing Skull and Bones. They're gonna fucking play Sonic over Skull and Bones. Or Sea of Thieves. Or just get yeah, Xbox players <laughs> just go play Sea of Thieves. It's on Game Pass. You love so it. So good. I miss that game. Um. Then okay, this is. Uh, yeah, this was weird, right? So, Quantic Dream announced the game, a uh, small game uh, called Under the Waves. It's being developed uh, by uh, Parallel Studio, and I think it's just like being, you know, it's got the Quantic Dream name on it because Quantic Dream are doing Star Wars Eclipse, which is supposed to be like years and years away. So, they're probably still full swing on that. So, either this was like sort of like almost finished development when they took Star Wars on and now it's like finally coming out, which is probably what happened. It was just weird that Quantic Dream was there. It was very odd. Um, then we got to look at what will... Let's let's be honest. Um, probably going to be game of the year. We got another look at Goat Simulator 3 um, and holy shit, like... like Goat Simulator, okay, so Goat Simulator was so stupid, but it had its time in the sun, and when Goat Simulator 3 got announced, I was like, ah, there's Skip 2, that's funny, ha ha ha, and I thought Goat Simulator is just going to flop. Watching this trailer, holy shit, they're just, they're just, they just don't give a fuck, like, they sat around a table, right, and they're like, alright, let's start spitballing ideas, what ideas does everybody have, and they had a massive, a massive whiteboard full of just balls to the walls, crazy ideas. And they said, cool, put it all in. Cause there's like satanic rituals, <laughs> rocket launches, pool parties. Uh, you can like, there's different animals. There's like a psychic pig. There's like a, like, 
like nine different types of goats. It looks like they've teased open world multiplayer. Um, they've got like zombies. They got everything. They got everything in this game. Everything is in this game, and it looks fucking hilarious. So, so it's, like, like, it's just an absolute playground by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's basically more of the first game, but they've just gone even more balls to the wall. Because when Goat Simulator came out, it was like it wasn't crazy. It was literally just a goat going around doing dumb shit. And then they added expansions that was like uh, Day G, which was like their Day Z goat zombie one and all that. And like, oh man, they just went crazy with it. It was so good. And it looks like they're not waiting for expansions. They're just going balls to the wall from the get go. I mean, they skipped the second one. Like there's no, there's no Goat Simulator 2. So they know what they're doing. They're like, this is our magnum opus. This is the end of our trilogy. Like like they're going (laughs) crazy with it. Like I I think that's really funny. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, Return to Monkey Island got a new trailer. It was announced that it's releasing on PC and Nintendo Switch on September 19th, which is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. So good for them. Good for them. Monkey Island, always good. Okay, okay. Now this is going to be fucking... This is going to be crazy. So the Subnautica team came out on stage and showed off their new game called Moonbreaker. And I swear to God, this game looks fucking amazing and Warhammer should be scared. It's a digital miniatures game so it's like you have like you have like what you each have a team of like six miniatures and you throw them out on the field and they all have different abilities and when the guy came out on stage the the way he described the abilities right he said we have a massive cast of characters and every single one of them has a game-breaking ability so it just feels like a massive amount of just like craziness and utter bullshit and it looked great like you unlock new miniatures and then here was the genius of it all right you can paint them in game like there's like a tool that they've developed which allows you to paint your miniatures like you would like in real life and every single miniature that you get in the game if it's painted already or any miniature you see that's already painted was painted by the developers using that tool so it's a great way to show you like what can be achieved. And a lot of them look mental and look really cool. Um, and I think Warhammer should definitely work with them and get a Warhammer game like this going because that would just fucking make so much from the Warhammer community. Like that's something we've wanted for so long. Right? We get like a lot of Warhammer games that are set within the universe, but we've never gotten a Warhammer miniatures game. Like the closest we got was like the PSP had a whole bunch of like top-down strategy games and Dawn of War and stuff like that. But we've never been able to like, they've never been miniatures. They've just been like small units that are running around. Like make the miniatures, do 5v5 battles with like some of the biggest names within the lore of Warhammer. And it could be amazing. But Moonbreaker, so colorful, so cool. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, The game is coming to Steam playtest in September. I've just pulled up a video, like the trailer, just to watch. Uh, It looks Mm -hmm. fucking awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. It looks I, really cool. I, yeah. Jack of 10 years ago would have been all over this. Right. Probably, it's so good, man. It's so Jack, good. Jack of 2022 will probably just wait for the main game to release, but I am keen <laughs> to have it around. Yeah, very, very cool. I cannot wait. And I can't wait to fuck around with the painting things. It's like, even if I'm not good at it, I'm sure I can do something funny with the paint. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I, I love the idea of like, you know, um, we have a game on a Monday and then we come back on a Thursday to have a game and one of us has a spare time, does some paint, like, you know, shows it off. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it could be a bit of, Yeah, good community feel to it, maybe. That'd be awesome. Hmm. Then we got a game called Friends vs. Friends, which is a... <sighs> Suppressed, I have... It's a card-based shooter and it has cell-shaded aesthetics. Yes, it is a 
card-based, cell-shaded, furry game, because everyone's an animal. Very weird, but it's very cool. So, like, say you're, like, running around, you have, like, a, like a hand of five cards, right? And someone's running at you with a grenade launcher. You're like, well, fuck you, and you throw down a death machine, right? All of a sudden, you've got a death machine in your hand, and you're just mowing people down until you run out of ammo. Then, say, somebody's running at you, right? They've got a shield. You pull out a grenade card. You throw down a grenade card. You can throw a grenade. It, it looks really cool. It looks like there's a lot of strategy behind it, and it could be a lot of fun. Um... So fingers crossed. I think that's going to look really, really good. Nice. Okay, now this, man. This was... Man. This was almost my game of the show. Um, we got a really good look at Lies of P. The Souls... The Bloodborne game that's based around Pinocchio. This is very like, this interesting. Is, this has been on my radar for two years. I'll be oh, very wow. excited about this game. And, and last year, we got a whole bunch of leaks around... Gamescom Summer Games Fest time um, about what this game is and how it how it is. So I'm going to talk about it because I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm hoping it's true. But basically, you are Pinocchio within this weird post-apocalyptic Victorian bloodborne set sort of London. Um, and you are, um, although the trailer would contradict it, but trailers can be cut in different ways. Uh, you are trying to save your father Geppetto right now at this point I, I at this point it seems like Pinocchio has become a, a human like like the story of Pinocchio has happened you are now human but um in order to save Geppetto you have to sort of like give up some of your human side to like become puppet again to to like use different weapons and stuff like that. Sort of like how Sekiro has the... In Sekiro, the main character has a fake arm, which you can attach, like, flamethrowers and axes and stuff to. It's basically the same with Pinocchio. As you continue your way through the game and you fight different enemies, like, those different enemies might have really cool weapons, right? But they can't be used with, like, your hands. They need to make modifications to your body. And the whole goal of the game is to save Geppetto, but try to stay as human as possible. So do you want to make the game easier for yourself by like losing a bit of your humanity and upgrading your body? Or do you want to hold on to your humanity, but might make the game a fucking much harder time for you uh, to get to the end and fight these bosses off? If that shit is true, like we heard about this all from a year ago, like that could be fucking amazing. And I'm super hyped for this. If that's the way this game is going, that's such an interesting concept to me. And and to set it around like Pinocchio, like that's mental. Like that's really cool. Um, so I'm very excited. Uh, and it's coming to Games Pass. So if people are like stressing about whether or not they get willing to fork out the money for it, it's coming to Games Pass. I think it's a day one on Games Pass. Yeah, that so, seems like the perfect sort of game to drop on Games Pass. Like, yes, yeah, so I, I mean that as a compliment. Year. Like it's in, you know, it's it's just so unique. Like you know, give subscribers something fresh to to get involved with. I, I'm pumped for it. I think it's going to be really cool. And I think it helps being on Game Pass as it's coming out next year, which is already packed. Like, next year is already packed. Like, if there are games getting announced next year that are coming out next year, fuck, I hope not. It's already packed. So, yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, you don't. Then we got to look at a game. Oh, man, I'm going to power through some of these. Uh, we're yes, getting to that point in the show where it's like, yeah. Uh, Stranded Alien Dawn, it's like a kind of wasteland in space, sort of like Sims in space, that's cool. Uh, Atlas Fallen. Atlas Fallen is very cool. Um, it kind of reminded me of Forspoken, right? But 
let's call it uh let's say that you and this other guy are like magical guardians that can manipulate sand in order to create constructs that allow you to fight off sand demons and you're trying to protect these people that's the <laughs> that's the sort of vibe i got from it um and it's done by the studio that did uh the surge which was like that post-apocalyptic um dark soul style game where you were in like a like a mech suit it was very cool i don't know if anybody played the surge it was very fun then the sequel is very good too um then we got to look at homeworld 3 very cool game very niche game then we got to look at honkai star rail i got very excited about this um because it's done by the guys that are that do genshin impact but this trailer really gave us nothing except probably a look at the bad guy then we got another look at High on Life, which is slowly turning into one of my most anticipated games. It's the one done by uh, Justin Roiland, who's famous for like um, Rick and Morty and stuff like that, where you basically have all of the <laughs> you basically have all these weapons that talk to you, and uh, some of it was just some of the dialogue was so I fucking love good. The fourth wall breaking too. Very good. Uh, did you did you watch the trailer for that having a Gamescom? I don't know. I watched something on Twitter. And the gun was like, oh, we've just lost our G rating now. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, my God. What made me laugh so hard? Wait, did you see it in the knife? No. Oh, you got to watch. I'll, I'll send you a link after. you got to watch the... They, they showcased a boss fight. And he's just like, you're holding onto this knife. And he's like, yes, put me in them. I want to be in them, please. Let me cut them. <laughs> yeah. Put me in them. And it's it's so good. It was so good. It's a, it's a game uh, too, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, um, uh, it, like, it doesn't really matter if it's Game Pass or not. I think I think this is a game I'll pick up and have a bit of fun with, whether I finish it or not. I don't think it's going to matter. You know, it. It's coming in December so now. I think I think that was okay. the big thing. It's moved to December, which is good That's because right. it's like nothing you want to do more on Christmas Day than like have everybody in the other room while your guns are like, yeah, shoot this person, and I want to <laughs> fucking kill them. It's just so funny. Uh, then we got another look at the Expanse uh, from Telltale. Very cool, based on a, a, an existing series. Then, for some fucking reason, we got the announcement. So, the Friday of the 13th, guys. <laughs> um, they're doing killer clowns from outer space. They're doing a multiplayer game like that. Like, it looks like 5v5. Um, but, yeah, like, if, if, if you like Friday the 13th, which was really good for, like, people who are fans of classic horror... I don't know, man. This studio are doing all these kinds of games. Like they've done the Predator game, the Friday the 13th game. Now they're doing this game. And uh, someone who's played Friday the 13th and the Predator game, they do a really good job at like staying very true to source material and adding little Easter eggs that unless you've seen movies or are very like in the lore, like you wouldn't notice. And I don't know, man. I don't know who's a big fan of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but if you are... <laughs> Go for it. I, that's mental that we're getting a game about that. Like, I like that we're at a point where these guys have, like, shown, like, is Friday the 13th perfect? No. Is Predator perfect? No. But they've got a they've got, they've got got a fan base, and we're at that point where they can do whatever they want, which I think is very cool. Uh, we've got to look at Scars Above. Uh, then we've got to look at a, a RPG called Weird Song. Um, yeah, they they sort of open this, uh, this trailer up with, like, for the people that bought you Fallout, Elder Scrolls, The Outer Wilds. It's like all the people that worked on those games are doing this game. Uh, we got the, uh, we found out that the Ottomans and the Malians are being added to Age of Empires 4, which yeah, would be Ottomans. very cool. They were good in Age of Empires 3. Uh, uh, we got another trailer for Gotham Knights. 
this time showcasing what villains are included. We got to look at Harley Quinn. We got to look at Mr. Freeze. We got to look at Clayface. We got to look at Penguin. Um, nice to know whose ass we're going to be kicking in this game. Um, we got to look at where wind meets. Uh, it's it's a I would I'm going to call this Ghost of Tsushima in medieval China. That's the vibes I got from it. Very much like medieval Chinese. Very very cool. Um, then just this was the weirdest part of the show, and this was the point where I'm like, this show is too long. Uh, Hideo Kojima showed up to announce his new podca- podcast coming exclusively to Spotify next month. Um, yeah, so uh, Hideo came out on stage to announce his new podcast, the Aussie Lake Gamescast. Um, he's coming to Spotify exclusively next month. You guys should listen to his podcast called the Aussie Lake Gamescast. Um, he, he does a really <laughs> good job. It's weekly. No, he, he, it's called Brain Structure. He's got a preview up. Honestly, the only reason... It's it's going to be coming out simultaneously in Japanese and English, which is very cool. But I feel like the only reason we're going to listen to this podcast is because this man is definitely going to slip up about something eventually. Whether it's what he's doing with Xbox or whether it's what he's doing with Sony, he'll slip up one day. This man can't shut up. So I'll be ready for it. Uh, we got another look at Beyond Park which introduce modular buildings, which is very cool. It looks very crazy. Like, like someone who likes those roller coaster tycoon games has a wild imagination. Like, it seems like you just build a roller coaster just through the middle of a city or something. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's legit. It looks so good. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, we got another trailer for Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is coming to games pass at launch in November. Thank God. Um, we got to look at, uh, Blacktail, a witch's fate. Uh, oh, maybe it's just called Blacktail, and the trailer's called a witch's fate. I hate when they do that shit. Um, then we're going to look at Phantom Hellcat. That looked interesting. Looked cool. Crossfire is getting more content, um, which is great. Every time I look at Crossfire, it looks like the coolest shit ever, right? But then when I watch actual gameplay, I'm like, man, I look like I'm going to get bored really quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. It shows so well. That's the problem. Maybe I just need to jump in and experience it, and maybe I'll get caught by that. Maybe I'll get bit by that bug that, that clearly Pass, right? people have been bit from. Yeah, yeah, it's on Games Pass, and that's where Babylon's going to be first on Games Pass. Oh, cool. It's a new content yeah, called maybe, Babylon. Maybe we should give it a go. Um, okay, I'm going to say this name, and I'm not going to fuck it up. Dorf Romantic is uh, coming uh, to Nintendo Switch. It is a uh, townscaping game. Which is very cool. The Outlast Trials. That looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. It looks perfect for Switch. This looks like a game I could lose two hours in the car on on Switch, for sure. Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, We've got to look at the Outlast Trials, which freaked me out. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't 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 like scary games. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Um... And then we're going to look at the finals, which is coming from former Battlefield developers. So we didn't actually get a look at the finals. We got this like quick little thing. It's basically right. Do you know the Do you know the the concept of death race? No. It's like these convicts are racing cars on TV, and if you win, you get your freedom. Oh, okay. Yep. That's basically what this feels like, but it's a first person shooter. 
Like, I think it's going to be like people killing each other for the entertainment of other people. And you have to do your best to make it to the finals. Look, if it's by the Battlefield developers, I'll I'll watch a trailer when it's announced. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll give, yeah, I'll give it a minute. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. A bit hard when they just and, give you an image. Yeah. And then... Oh, and then we got a hype announcement. Amazon presents. Basically, we got a hype announcement two days before <laughs> that Dead Island Two is fucking alive and is set in LA, which I'm pretty I'm pretty sure we already knew it was set in LA. Like even from the first trailer, I'm pretty sure we knew it was set in LA. Um, it sucks that it leaked. I felt bad for him. Like that would have been a pretty hype announcement because they didn't just say Dead Island Two is coming back they literally went here's dead island here's an awesome trailer showcasing it here is a gameplay trailer here is the additions of the game uh, after the show they showed off the additions of the game they were like games coming out february 3rd next year like get hyped get ready because here it comes um yeah that's mental it looked really good like it looks really really good that's what sucks about it is it looks really fucking good and yeah there's six playable characters and yeah, it looks like uh, you'll be able to play the game six times to get six different different views on the story. It looks like a whole bunch of like different zombie types, different weapons. It's in the first person. Yeah, the additions look cool. It's set in Los Angeles, which is like probably like really really good for like zombie killing. They show like the Chinese theater and the Hollywood sign and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure you'll be able to go to Venice Beach, Santa Monica Pier. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for him that I leaked because it looked really good. Like I think it would have been a really hype announcement. It would have been really fucking hype. And uh, they had the they have on stage. I think she was like one of the writers, right? Yeah, one of the writers was on stage and confirmed that they've been working on the game for four years. That's good. So That's it's, good. I reckon like this game went through a few hands before it got to the hands that are giving it to us. Yes. So yes, that's good. So they announced That's a lot good. longer ago than four years. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had hit puberty when this game was announced. I hope so. Halo Two was out. It was a good time. Ah, oh, great time, great time. The PlayStation Three was announced the same day, uh, a very long time ago. Um, no, that's a joke, everybody. I'm not. I didn't actually mean that. It was a joke. PS Five um, was seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> okay. What the fuck, yeah. man? <laughs> <laughs> we oh man um yeah so yeah that that, that was gamescom opening night live um and then <clears throat> jeff made sure to remind us that a show that will probably have bigger announcements is coming on december 8th um the game awards it's happening again <sighs> that should be that should be that should be fun i don't know last two years i haven't done a reaction to the game awards because i've been in the car on the way to melbourne and i and it's a tradition i don't want to break but who knows maybe i'll be home this time and i can do a reaction because <laughs> like you guys just car. like yeah right oh man dude if that if that was the case man the reaction i had when I, we seen the xbox for the first time in the game awards was mental like carl nearly had to pull over i was screaming i was actually was sitting great. at work for that i i um because the game awards started at like 6 a.m that day i think yeah, and like I um I decided to get to work for just before six, and I'm like sitting in this office, completely empty, and like I'm just like looking at emails, looking down, looking up, looking down, and I look down like this weird like trailers playing, look up, look down, look down, up, look up, and like, just this fridge looking thing. I'm like, what the fuck's going? On? Is it a phone? Like, is it a PC? I couldn't fucking believe it. 
would have been a good one to have live react to is is where i'm going with that unfortunately that's not the case yeah nah that was uh yeah that was something that look the show was definitely better than summer games first but the big issue is we've seen a lot of shit we've seen before we've seen a lot of new stuff that we're not sure what it is and we've seen a lot of stuff that unfortunately we'd seen two days earlier on amazon so it's not necessarily his fault those big announcements not hitting hard but then i sit back and look at it and i'm like if we hadn't known would they still have hit really fucking hard and I think the only one out of the ones that were leaked that would have hit really hard is Dead Island 2. And I don't know if that announcement was enough to take this show from a C to an A. No, but I feel like, like it would have maybe landed a B. It would have been a B. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's a C. Which is better than Summer Games first because that was a fucking F minus, in my opinion. It was not good. I did not enjoy it. This one, I enjoyed. Um, yeah. Um... Before we wrap up, I think we need to touch on the old uh, the old PlayStation Five pricing situation. Mate, go for it. You go for it. So, in all regions except for America, the United States specifically, it's going yes. up in price a little bit, a little bit. Yes. And you know they have justifiable reasons, I guess. Inflation, uh, the American dollar compared to the euro is in a weird place. Um, manufacturing costs, supply chain, logistics. I don't know. You know, the list goes on. But they are a multi, multi, multi billion dollar company, so you know <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit hard to to sort of feel excited about a fifty dollar price increase on the console. But um, I don't know. It's just, it just feels weird because like you know consoles come out, and I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. But you know the, the price to manufacture them goes down. Sony did come out and celebrate the fact that they were profiting on every, of every single console again. Um. You know they've refined the uh, the insides of the console a couple of times and the cooling and stuff, which would have dropped the price, no doubt. And then to be slapped with a fifty dollar increase, it's um, I don't know, it just feels weird. Like, I'm, like it's hard to be angry about it in a sense that, like, you know, what can we do about it? And they've got every justifiable reason under the sun, but it feels to me like you would just like you would do anything to avoid this scenario, right? Like you, yeah. you would you would find any single way to avoid this, and like they have in the America, uh, sorry, in the United States, um, I don't know, man. It just feels feels weird. It feels like they're not. It feels like they're just like it feels like a cop out. That's what it feels like. Um, but then you know the fact that we can't actually buy a PlayStation Five, I guess, tells us that's that they can do whatever issue. they want. Um, and that, 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 that's the problem though they shouldn't be able to right I feel like the only time I, I feel like this price increase wouldn't have been such a kick in the balls to people if everybody who'd wanted one day one could have got one and we couldn't there are still people that are still waiting who probably really wanted one day one that still don't have one because mm, they're not same. putting them on shelves quick enough right so to come out and say hey guys I know everyone's waiting for these we're making them as fast as we can by the way we're adding an additional $50 on top of it that doesn't help anybody you know what I mean scalpers are still going to buy it and add an additional 400 on top of that you know what I mean? They're still going to make their money. Yeah. Like All you're doing is like, not, not only are you making it fucking easier for scalpers, because anybody who's been saving up, who's got enough, now has to come up with like an additional fucking $50. And I know $50 doesn't sound like much, but to a fucking 16-year-old kid who has a part-time job at fucking McDonald's, who's making fucking $11 an hour here in Australia, that's a big fucking deal. Like, that's a bit, $50 is not a little bit of money. You know what I mean? And I don't know, like, if... 
if if the console had launched and everybody had got one within the first year and everyone was happy as a pig in shit and we weren't still getting fucking press start tweeting out like eb literally put out a tweet the other day literally it was like hey we have ps5s in stock and those ps5s pre-sold out within 15 minutes they were gone clearly people are still looking for this thing clearly this mm-hmm. hasn't reached every consumer until we were at a point where i can walk into an eb games and get a ps5 off the shelf increasing the price was a fucking dick move it was a dick move and to do it everywhere except america and then turn around and say well you know the dollar's not as strong here so yeah. doesn't mean <laughs> like, the fucking fuck. economy is really good in Europe. Doesn't mean London's having a great time. Japan's literally opened its borders for the first time to foreigners in the last four days. Their economy is fucked. It is fucked. The yen has fluctuated more than any currency in the last three years due to COVID. And they're over there saying that the fucking US dollar's in a weird place. No, the US dollar's in a weird place is because for some reason, and I don't understand how it happened, but a part of me sort of does, America believes they're the center of the fucking universe, which is fucking bullshit. When the country that actually makes this fucking console, Japan, is copying a fucking increase as well, and their economy is, let's be honest, in the fucking toilet and they're praying for foreigners to get in there because lo and behold wow japan a fucking center of fucking technology is one of the biggest fucking visited countries in the world who hasn't had a visitor in three to four fucking years yeah they're fucked and now they've got to come up with an extra 50 dollars. you know what i mean all those fuckers there are already working themselves to death and now they have to pay an additional 50 dollars for their only fucking form of release it's like oh, i just want to go home and play my playstation 5 that's so good. Oh, man, I hope I can get one at the end of the year. Oh, it's another $50. Oh, great. That's another fucking four hours of overtime I got to do. And I know $50 doesn't seem like much, but like if you're in a position where you can turn around and go, oh, it's only $50 more. Awesome. Pull it out. Good for you. That's great. I- I'm glad yeah. this doesn't affect you in the slightest, but you are that 1%. That 99% that it does affect that are going to just have to fucking grin and bear it uh, because they either think like, oh man, this is my fault for not getting it. This is my fault for not having a better job. This is my fault for being under the age of 18. You know, it's not fair. It's not fair. Like if they were readily available on the shelves and they had been for the last year and they turned around and said, guys, this is becoming more expensive to produce or guys, like the dollar's just fucked up. Put it up $50, put it up $50 everywhere, everywhere, because doing it everywhere except one country makes no fucking sense at all. That doesn't make sense. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, no, absolute dick move. And like I said, they should have found a way to avoid it, w- whatever the cost, honestly. Like their games the are loss. already more expensive. Their online yeah. service is already, I think it's more expensive, or it's pretty close. Their Games Pass equivalent's more expensive. Now the console is yeah. more expensive. That controller will definitely be more expensive. 100%. You know, their their virtual reality headset too, <laughs> that won't be cheap. Although, you know, happy, happy for it not to be cheap if it's high quality, but it will be no doubt as expensive as they can possibly make it. Um, their operating revenue is up on last year. I know costs are too, but like, that's what I said. Like that's what I was saying. Like they've they've got a list of reasons to justify this. Like they're like they got they got their side of the argument all sorted. But um, as you said, it's just another fucking over the most vulnerable. You know, and and like every company almost is. You know, all sorts of prices are going up. It's not exclusive to Sony. But the part where they don't rise the price in the US, that's the part that it's like, well, all your other reasoning sort of falls apart, right? 
100%. The fact that they didn't do it in one country and the fact that it is a very prevalent country and a country that features like most of the gaming journalism in the world yeah. <laughs> who will write about this and fucking have something to say about this, it just seems really fucking suspicious. And it's like you said, they're coming out and sucking their own balls saying, hey, we're making profit on this. All right, cool. If you've made a profit for so long, why the fuck are you suddenly putting it up even higher? Clearly, you're making more money than you need to make them. So why has all of a sudden it become more difficult for you to do this? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Explain. Microsoft (laughs) and uh, Nintendo have come out and said the Xbox and Switch will not be getting a price increase. Which is really good. You know what that reminds me of? You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of when Sony had the biggest balls in the world and they said, this is how you share a PS4 game. You remember that? That's what uh, this feels like. Yes. Like, but, hey, but we're not going up. But they've just choked on that game they shared. <laughs> so, yeah. Which, no, it's, it, I don't know. But it makes Microsoft no and Nintendo weren't bullish about it. Like, you know, CNN or CNET or someone asked for comment. They were just like, oh, we're not increasing the price. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They didn't go out and some, make a fucking trailer. Yeah, it wasn't some yeah. cringy fucking video. <laughs> Which they should have done. They should have done. They should have done it. Because they should have like reply tweeted to like those tweets from back in the day as well. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because like, let's be honest, Xbox has taken a loss on this thing. There's no doubt in my mind they've taken a loss on this fucking thing, and they're going to continue to take a loss until it pays off. But I mean, Games Pass is probably what's yeah sort of like I was going to say. This is just gut feel. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I have to imagine the Xbox division's doing fine. The console yeah. itself might might not be so hot, but oh uh, yeah, the services would. And the thing about the Xbox is, um, the Xbox Series S not only is it cheaper, but and cheaper to make, but um, there's more tolerances in the manufacturing, so they, they probably don't lose as many consoles um, on the production line. So I'm not I'm not sure, but if I was Microsoft, the very profitable Microsoft, I too would not be raising the price. That'd be that'd be pretty fucked. Um, I think they've read the yeah. room on this one, so good for them. I don't know. Fuck. It's what it really feels like. It feels like play, like PlayStation's turning around and they're like, "Hey, we are a premium fucking restaurant. Okay, we're not we're not McDonald's, which." Like they're like Xbox is McDonald's, <laughs> yeah. Nintendo Switch is KFC. You know what I mean? But I've never walked into the problem. The problem is right. The problem is okay. Is they're like we're so premium to play our games. You need to you need to pay the money. Well, it's like it's what's really funny, right? Is you have a Big Mac on the menu, but so does fucking Xbox. Like why the <laughs> yeah. fuck would I come in here to pay more to play fucking Call of Duty Big Mac when fucking Xbox is one cheaper and two fucking owns the restaurant that makes the big max now <laughs> like wh- why would i do that you know what i mean like it doesn't make sense like sure you've got some like exclusive stuff on your menu that's really good right but that's coming once or twice a year i'm just gonna go to Macca's every friday like uh, why would i pay more for that that analogy hits hard <laughs> like, yeah, <sighs> yeah. You're not it's the best way for me to describe it to somebody that doesn't understand my position like it's they're coming they're, they're treating themselves like a premium like yes, we have amazing exclusives. Like yes, you do. You really oh, do. No doubt, no doubt. And I think I think it's up to Xbox now, more than ever, to live to to like match that. If they can't so, match that in the next year or two, like it's the like Sony will get away with everything. Um, and and yeah. almost at that point, almost like so they should. Like X- yeah. Xbox really needs to to get a few games out that slap like God of War or The yeah. Last of Us or you know whatever. But but I don't disagree. If if you're looking for a console, you know, if you're if you're a parent looking for a console to keep your kids entertained or something along those lines, um, the Xbox be looking pretty good at the moment. It really does. It yeah. really does. But if you're a hardcore gamer, like yeah, Sony's obviously still in the race. There's no there's no question yeah. there. 
legit. Yeah, the thing. So, I think the the one the one thing that people are going to have to remember in this situation, right? And I know it's going to be like people are going to say I'm full of shit, and it's like I need to calm down. But if we if we say nothing, if we do nothing. If we just go, it's only $50, it's only $50 this time. Yeah. If no one says anything this time and they do it again, I expect anybody who kept their mouth shut this time to keep their mouth shut next time because you don't get to complain again. You enabled this. Like, that's the problem. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and what just one more point I'll make as well. Like, I know the world is changing so they can get away with this, but, like, why launch at seven fifty if it was a problem? So, why like, come out and say we've made profit? Yeah, because don't. The, like, and don't get me wrong, like, like I am acknowledging the world's changing, but like, other things should be getting cheaper to offset that. And 100%. I don't know, I just, it just feels shitty that they're like passing this on. And look, that's true of Sony, that's true of petrol companies, that's true of the fucking great privatized energy market we got in Victoria. That's true of a lot of bullshit things, but. You know, this is the gaming podcast, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep us locked on PlayStation. Yeah. Do, do you know what feels really shitty? Right, is like it's like the the probably like man, this has been a really hard decision for us to make to do this. I'm sure, but what what really that sucks? Hard, right, you wouldn't if, have made it. Exactly. If like you are like, it just feels really shitty that you're doing this right before the biggest PlayStation game coming out this year comes out. Right before God of War drops, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. do this. I, I think it comes back to your earlier point. They should have done it once supply had met demand. Yeah, it just it just feels like a real dick move, and it feels like the sort of dick move 2013 Sony would have made. Th- yeah, that's- but, but you know what's interesting? 2013 Sony would have still been laughing at Xbox, being like, "Oh, we've got the games on the Xbox 360 still," which is what their answer would be. Isn't God of War coming yeah. on PS4? It is, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. It's very yeah. interesting. A lot of things have changed. Um, you know, I don't like. Oh my god, that's so true. Sony one hundred percent will be like, we have an option for people that want to play God of War. It's called PS Four. It's hundred like, percent what like is going to get oh, said. Hundred percent, and they'll get away with it oh, too. Um, fuck it, hell. I don't know. A lot's changed in eight years, I guess, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. The playing I'm field not, has changed. I'm not trying to just like, shit on Sony here. Like, I, I love my PS5. I love the games. I'm not. I'm not saying otherwise. It's just, you know, a lot of these things that they're doing, you know, Xbox got ridiculed for eight years ago, so they should have. Uh, and now it's like half the internet, or it seems like more than half, is like, oh yeah, you know, that's the way it is. It's like, yeah, they could do better. You know, do fucking better. Is it? Like, is it the way it is? Yeah. Because I feel like, like if this was be. Xbox, people would be even more pissed off. And don't worry, I would be too. I'm not. I'm not playing there's, favorites. There's here. one difference between Xbox and Sony. If Xbox were putting the price up, they would have done it in America too. Yeah. You know. Actually, you know what? Xbox wouldn't have put the price up. They would have launched it at the number they can sell it at. Well, they did last which time. Which they've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've done, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think after the Xbox One, I don't think they'll raise this oh. thing five fucking cents. They, they've learned. They've learned. They've learned. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. You know, I think it's also worth mentioning, like the Series S has had some discounts, whether it's 30, 40 bucks. Not, not massive, but... Um, also, but, but I, feel like, I feel like it's been a lot easier to get a Series S and a Series X than it has been a PS5. I, I reckon I could drive down to Melbourne and get 
a Series S like tomorrow morning, like drive down to yep. I don't know the, the closest JV, whatever it happens to be. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, mate, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Good discussion. It was a great discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If uh, you, you know, let it, let us know, right? If if you're on YouTube and shit, let us know what you think about all of this. Did you guys enjoy Gamescom? I think Gamescom was okay. I don't know, man. I'm I'm more excited for next year. I feel like, I feel like it's not Gamescom or Summer Games Fest fault. I just feel like there's no, not no, that no, many no, no, games no. ready to show. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, this next, isn't me. Yeah. Next year's yeah. Be this fun. isn't me not, taking it out, Jeff. Not only yeah. the games that are coming out next year, but like the shit that's coming out 24, 25. You know, the games like Fable or um, I don't even know what Perfect Dark. Like those sorts of games that have just been sitting in the background for years. Like they're yeah. hopefully going to start showing some light. Um, otherwise, we'll just play COD and Forza. Life will be fine. So, other like I think I think like like some games just was pretty. Eh. Gamescom is pretty. Eh. I really do think the Game Awards is probably going to hit pretty hard. Like it's getting closer to some of them games coming we out. We'll probably we don't see know a lot of what's happening lot. in the second half of next year. To be honest, so yeah, absolutely could slap hard. Um, yeah, I, I don't see why not. Yeah, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. Make sure to head over to AussieLag.com for all the socials and to join the Discord to keep the conversation going. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it from us this week. We will be back next week with more gaming goodness from around the globe. But until then, may all of your games be good ones, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.